How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to level up your financial game? Let NerdWallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success. Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you in 2024. Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Welcome in, everyone. Dom Giordano's show coming up. We'll talk with Beth Ann Rossica, a great piece she wrote at Broad and Liberty about Upper Darby Senior High School, but, you know, across the Upper Darby School District. As I said, to me, it's an example not just of that school district, but of the template of how does that happen that you have the quintessential successful middle-class area and these, some of the, the solutions to it are what are interesting. All right, and uh, coming up, uh, Dan, just a quick question. We'll give the answer a little bit. we got to tease a little bit today. Otani gets $700 million, and he's worth it, market value. In fact, he's underpaid. If he can pitch and win 15 to 18 games a year, hit 50 home runs, I'd say he's underpaid. Dan, do you have any idea? You want to make a ballpark guess? How much per year will we have to pay in California state taxes, their millionaire's tax? Uh, $35 million. A year? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's, whoo. I'm, looking at... I'm going with 50%. I mean, oh, I, no, that's, that's, that's just where I go with it. I mean, yeah, I got a Babylon B here. Uh, Tani signs with Dodgers will receive 58 bucks after California taxes. Oh, yeah. uh, the answer is... Four point six five million a year, just in okay, the state. Okay, more realistic. Yeah. Now, yeah, yeah. I didn't do the math under Pennsylvania state tax. It's got to be a whole lot less than that. But I'll give you the breakdown of what this guy's look. He wants to play for the Dodgers. He likes the weather. California would be even more bankrupt if they didn't have the weather. That's what it comes down to. If you have the weather and the glitz, it goes with the weather. Well, then you can charge people, apparently, whatever you want. All right, Beth Ann Rossica, as I mentioned, uh, great stuff continuously on education, all matter of that. Uh, had a recent piece caught our attention at the uh, Broad and Liberty. And Upper Darby is a place I knew. The I guess it was the principal at one point. I spoke there. I'm really surprised the problems going on there and their solutions certainly exacerbate the problems they're pretty wild and i wasn't aware i wonder how many high schools across the area are doing this uh, let's go to beth ann here on talk radio twelve ten. hey beth ann welcome in great piece thank you for joining us thank you dom it's always great to be on the show well uh, i am not one and look i could give a little bit of ground i don't know about you on this i couldn't tell from the column This idea that teenagers have to sleep in, otherwise their brain's too early in the morning. 
I mean, I taught in some schools where homeroom anyhow was like 725, if you can imagine. So I could be a bit lenient. There's some science out there. That's one of the things that seems to be propelling Upper Darby, though, to the pits here. Yeah, so to your point, Dom, there is a lot of research out there that supports a later start time for high school kids. And a lot of districts have looked at how to implement this. A lot of times what districts attempt to do is to start the elementary schools earlier and the high schools later so that they basically flip-flop the busing because that is what the issue becomes. But for a lot of elementary school kids, you know, being out at a bus stop at 7 a.m. in the winter when it's dark is not a great option. So it, it is difficult to find the right balance of how do you start school earlier or start school later for the, for the high school, um, but, you know, make it work financially with the busing. And that's why a lot of high schools have not moved to this model because they haven't been able to find the right methodology to make it all work. What Upper Darby did, though, was quite surprising to me that they basically decided that kids would come to school later. So in my article, you'll see that they actually start in-person learning at 9.45 in the morning. However, they're still supposed to start school at 7.30 by doing online instruction, which we already know from the failed policies during the pandemic that online instruction for the majority of children is not effective. So what Upper Darby, if they really wanted to change the start time, if they wanted to start in person at 945, then the school day needs to go until, you know, 430 to ensure that kids are getting the correct number of hours of instruction every day. But I think that what they've done is such a disservice to kids because they say that the kids don't even have to sign in to the online learning, that this is basically you know, optional time to get online, but they're expected to complete their assignments at some other point in time. So basically these kids are getting, they're they're getting such a short period of in-person instruction. And given the, the poor test scores, given how far behind the kids are from the school closures, it just makes no sense to me why they have moved to this type of schedule. Yeah, it's camouflage is what it means to me. And look, Beth Ann, I just said pretty glowing things about them. I don't know how many years ago that was. I knew the principal. He had me speak there several times. You may remember they were one of the 200 best high schools with some uh, demographic or parameters. In other words, a pretty good middle-class high school education, pretty good resources, not overwhelming. And when we had the superintendent on, it was amazing how much that's changed. Is there anything that you think has happened there that made these kind of changes you talk about in your article? Well, I do think that part of the changes that they made were as a result of the extended school closures. I mean, Upper Darby has serious problems. I recall when you had the superintendent, Dr. McGarry, on your program last March to talk about that letter that he sent out to parents uh, imploring them to, you know, get their kids to behave because they were having so many violent issues in the school. What I found interesting when I reached out to Dr. McGarry to comment 
on, you know, were they looking at the effectiveness? Because they, they instituted this schedule change over two years ago. So they're in the third school year of this schedule change. And I basically asked the question, what, what metrics are you looking at to determine if this is actually meeting whatever goals that you had intended to meet? And they didn't answer that question. They have no metrics. They have no assessment. They have no data. They have nothing to say that this change is working or creating better outcomes. And so when they didn't answer that question, that's when I started to do my homework. And a parent had sent me some right-to-know information. Mm -hmm. And then I started looking at their test scores. And their test scores, their proficiency has continued to drop year after year after year, and in particular, it's, it's dropped dramatically since they have instituted this schedule. In addition, their, their habitual truancy rates have increased at the same time that the profici proficiency has decreased. So, I mean, unless their goal is to have less proficient kids who don't come to school, yeah. um, I would say that the, this model is not working well for these kids. Well, what we do then is we reduce graduation requirements. I would indicate, yes. not that I have knowledge of what happens to is, and I've been in some schools like this, grade inflation happens. I taught in a school, and I had kids, sophomore basic, um, Beth Ann, that were mm -hmm. smart enough and they would plot to do nothing the first three quarters, almost literally, get an A in the fourth marking period, you pass for the year. Right, right. So Well, the, the, reduced, the reduced graduation requirements are, are also a big concern to me. And when I looked at the other adjacent school districts, so the, the state of Pennsylvania, the minimum requirement for credit graduation is 21 credits in the state of Pennsylvania. I can tell you that most school districts have a significantly higher credit graduation um, requirement. Philadelphia School District requires 23.5 credits to graduate. Upper Darby had previously required 26 graduation uh, credits for graduation. And they've, they've dropped it now to the bare minimum of 21 credits. Let, let's stop um, right there. Know, when people hear Philadelphia 23.5 and you're at 21, that's a sign right. that something's up here. Yes, I, I agree. And I was, you know, and then you look at some of the, you know, more affluent uh, suburban districts like Haverford, they require 27.5. So we're not doing these kids any favors by reducing the graduation requirements. Now, the, the school district did respond to my request for comment on that. And they basically said that, you know, kids can stay and earn more credits. They don't have to leave at 21, but this allows them to um, enroll in community college sooner. And, and I asked, we looked at, I asked for data on how many students are doing this, how many students yes. are graduating early and enrolling in community college. And they basically said that they don't collect that data. So once again, once yes. again, you know, they, they have nothing to back up what they're doing. And that's really what my concern is. Because, listen, I credit any school district that tries to do innovative strategies to see if they can address the significant learning loss that these kids have experienced. So, fine, change the schedule and see if it works. 
but you're supposed to have metrics and goals and data that you're looking at to determine are we getting our bang for our buck? Is this doing what we want it to do? And then if it's not, then you have the common sense to say, we tried this, it didn't work, we either need to change the model or go back to what we were doing before. And that is what I find incredibly disappointing and really irresponsible. This is taxpayer dollars, these are children's lives, these are kids who are not getting the education that they need to be successful later on in life. And to, to say that you're not going to look at any of this data or evaluate the effectiveness mm-hmm. is, is just unfathomable to me. Uh, Beth Ann Rossiga with us. Parting area, Beth Ann, just your thoughts, because I appreciate them very much. Um, we see a stories out here with the Harvard Penn profess, uh, presidents that uh, s- survey just in the last week or so that 20 percent of kids at least according to the survey in American high schools, don't believe the Holocaust existed. I find that to be a pretty high number. What's your sense of, um, and apparently doesn't have to be taught in Pennsylvania in any form that I can see? Well, that that is a long conversation, Dom, but I'll give you sort of my short answer. I went down to D.C. last week to cover the hearing that um, then-President McGill testified at, and I listened to the students, the, the Jewish students who spoke ahead of that hearing. And what I think that we are seeing, and I'm actually working on an article about this right now, it'll probably be out later this week, but I really believe that the failed policies at our colleges and universities are now impacting our K-12 schools. So all of these teachers who go through these teacher preparation programs at places like Penn and other universities that are not really focusing on how to teach students, but they're, te- they're focused more on different political agendas, those teachers are now bringing those politics from their university campus into the classroom And I think that that's part of what we're seeing in K through 12 education, that revisionist history is taking place and our students are not being taught real history any longer. That's a great observation. Look, I would think at a school board meeting right now, that would be a question every school board ought to be looking at. Hey, uh, superintendent, what are we teaching on the Holocaust? A simple thing. There ought to be a paper trail, right? There ought to be a curriculum that parents could find. And if they say, well, you know, it's all over the place, we really don't. I know New Jersey, because I helped with that, uh, had it passed that you had to teach about the Holocaust, as if that would be something you wouldn't encounter through 12 years of school. No, well, you'd be amazed, Dom, the number of things that not are not encountered in school. For, ex- for example, learning about the Pennsylvania Constitution. Most students go through their entire K-12 education without learning about the Pennsylvania State Constitution. So there are a well, lot of things Well, you know, that's a great that one. Think, thinking back to my high school, we didn't, and I think you're right, because um, people have no sense then of what governs in Pennsylvania in addition to the Constitution, you would think you would swerve into that a little bit. Well, you would think, but you would be surprised that it is not, it's not mandated to be taught. And it generally, my experiences are, you know, unless you're in 
an upper level, maybe a you know AP history course at the high school level, you might get into some of that. But generally speaking, the Pennsylvania State Constitution is not something that's taught in our public schools. So all of these things really add up to sort of this perfect storm of teachers being selective about what topics they want to teach and what topics they don't want to teach. Absolutely. Beth Ann, thank you. People can find all this at Broad and Liberty. We look forward to your article later this week. All right. Thanks so much, Tom. Always a pleasure to be on the show. Thank you. Beth Ann Rossica here on Talk Radio 1210. That's a question to ask you. You're like, ah, we don't have time for that. Well, what are you busy with here? Uh, Let me see what you're busy with over here. Wouldn't that be something that's kind of major and impacts today? Is it that these teachers then going into high school are going to do what they can to avoid that? Since it places, you know, any university, it's frowned upon to be looking at things like this. Wouldn't that be a question you'd ask at your school board now? What are we teaching about Israel, Holocaust, et cetera, around all this? All right, phone lines are 855-839-1210. Let's go to Greg in the Northeast. Hey, Greg, you're on Talk Radio 1210. What do you have today? Tom, my answer to the question is the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. Okay, why out of anything you could go back to? Why that? Because I want to see the enemy in real form. Okay, all right, fair enough. Uh, I thought maybe you'd want to stop it, too, but... John Wilkes Booth, quite a plot there. It wasn't just Lincoln. Was everybody in the cabinet of importance? Almost got away with all that. All right, 855-839-1210. It's uh, Time Traveler's Day. So hit us with an event in the past or in the future that you'd like to go to and have a front row seat. That's a good start, of course. All right, coming up, I'll break down this Otani uh, contract. And when you hear... How much is taken out? Do you say, well, Dom, he's getting $70 million a year? No. See, I don't care if he's getting $70 million a year or 7000 a year. The amount taken out is mind-boggling. Yeah, it's his decision, though, to play in California. True. He could play in Philadelphia. What would be taken out? All right, 855-839-1210, though. You get on board. You heard Beth Ann. It's not just Upper Darby, but this is a pretty egregious example. How can you have kids showing up at 945 and saying, yeah, just go online. We won't monitor it uh, as your work at 730, though. And then if your graduation credits are lower than Philadelphia's, boy, taxpayers out in Upper Darby, wait a minute, Philadelphia has higher standards than we do? Yeah, well, they do. No, that can't be. I mean, I would measure everything at the bottom by schools like Philadelphia, Norristown, a few school districts like that, right? How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.
Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Down to your Dano show. So uh, the breakdown when you see Otani signed with the Dodgers for seven hundred million, uh, which uh, you know when he can pitch, that is such a bargain. He can't pitch this year. Tommy John surgery, et cetera, et cetera. Dodgers going to be loaded. I mean, he might bat second in their lineup. Uh, the Phillies are going to have to spend. I don't know if that's going to trigger them even more to spend even more. And he likes playing there. It's the Dodgers. He likes the weather. All right, so uh, Babylon B, Dan, says, Otani signs with Dodgers for $700 million, will receive 58 bucks after California taxes. And they go through a whole thing of whether he'll be able to uh, have to settle for Jimmy John's or he can get a couple more sandwiches for what he'll have at the end. And I have the breakdown of what he's going to pay. And again... Uh, if people see it and say, this guy's going to get $700 million, I don't care what they tax him, then you're a loser. You are. Because you're not going to protect yourself. We protect everybody on this. There's no huge tax break he's getting. Nothing that... Here's what he's paying. The salary is $70 million a year. That is $25.9 million in federal taxes, Dan. Look at your federal taxes there, sir. California tax. Now, he chose to stay in California, right? The state tax, the millionaire's tax, $4.65 million. Now, he's got an unusual thing. He has an agent. Dan, you didn't have an agent, right? No. Yeah, it's a couple of advisors that told you to march in. Uh, $2.1 million a year. That's a pretty hefty agent fee. You know, it should be $2.1 million over the course of his contract, I would think. Here's the killer. 2.1. FICA, Medicare, $1.64 million. And here's my favorite, $2 million a year or more, the jock tax. The jock tax. The jock tax? Yeah, it's not a jockey or a jock itch or anything. The jock tax is confiscatory uh, little republics like Philadelphia. If you come here and play a three-game set at $70 million a year, they claim, hey, if there were a fire, you got to pay for that. You need a fire department, police department. We're protecting you. Yeah, it's it's the most confiscatory of all. You come here to do business in Philadelphia, and they charge the outside, uh, you're not a citizen of Philadelphia, income tax. The cities he plays in, I'm not sure how they calculate it. This. I think it's more than $2 million. There's a bunch of cities that have something like Philadelphia. 
So if you're there for a three-game series at this kind of rate, he might be paying a quarter of a million dollars for three days in Philadelphia. So his annual take will be $33.6 million net income, according to one source, uh, each year. I mean, Dan, that's not half. He's paying about uh, $36.4 million in taxes. So my question to you is, do you say, I don't care? Or do you say, no, th- this is exactly what's going on here that's wrong? It's wrong. It's, okay. it's very yeah. wrong, yeah. Yeah, and it, I, th- the way they divide us. Well, I don't care about that because I'm scraping by on this. You ought to be happy. Or Joe Biden would say, you ought to be happy to pay it. It's his fair share. Meanwhile, Hunter Biden hasn't paid a tax as far as we can tell. He's too busy paying off hookers, mini bars. And what 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 do they do then? How do they get more liquor? Uh, well, they called room service up, told them to bring up more bottles of, of stuff. They don't even know how much it was that they're paying with this guy. Uh, the, the indictment says you can have 20, 25, 30 people in a room at a time. My God. So, but Joe Biden says fair share. I guess he would assume this is the Send fair. the strippers, please. Yeah. <laughs> I assume he thinks this is the fair share for Otani. How can you be complaining? Isn't it great that America allows you to make it? No, it's not your money. I mean, the only flaw I could see here is he decided to play in California. It's the weather. If they have the weather, they can. They know it. They can charge you whatever they want. What would it take for somebody to say, no, I'm not putting up the weather and all that. I'm not putting up with the taxation here. Well, for Otani, it's a different thing, too, because being on the West Coast well, at yes. a time and having right, a Japanese right. audience yeah, right. allows it's him gonna... to have more access to them. Yeah, exactly. So there are other specific There's advantages. Other polls, yeah. But the point is, California is taxing people at this rate, and they're still going bankrupt because it's never enough. It won't be enough. They will just spend it no matter what amount of money they bring in. Now, there's rumors leading up to his signing that he's going to sign with the Blue Jays. Yes. And a lot of theories online that, uh, nope, he was offered $100 million more or something like crazy to go over right. to the other, uh, to Dodge. So it, I got to ask, do you think that that heightened contract is to compensate for the tax funds that come out of California? Well, I guess Canada's probably just as bad, Toronto, right? Oh, I bet it's, it might even be worse, if yeah. possible, if there's any place confiscatory. Yeah. Do you think he realizes that he could be making... So much yeah, more if he signed I, in another state? Yeah, I would say when you're at that level, you're probably looking at other things rather than just your take, too. You know, I mean, he's looking at the weather. He's looking at the chance to win, I would hope. Yeah. I get all that. But they they use this stuff to say, well, look at these greedy people trying to protect themselves against. No, you ought to fight for every dollar legally that is yours. And there's, there's that's not your patriotic duty. That's the thing. That's your patriotic duty to pay these excessive taxes. No, it's your legal duty, but I don't think it's patriotic because patriotism would indicate to me that uh, this is confiscatory. Where's the line where it becomes even somebody with that kind of wealth that you can take that much from them? Not only does he have to pay the California millionaire's tax, he's got to pay the job tax in the city he plays in. I don't know, Dan, if you don't play when you're there, like if you're a pitcher and you don't pitch, I still think you have to pay. If you're just with the team and you come here, they don't care. Well, yeah, I didn't throw a pitch. Nope. Jim Kenny wants your money. That's it. 
Shouldn't you be grateful? No, fight them for every dollar. That's It's not their money. You're not grateful about anything. They had nothing to do with it. Elizabeth Warren, you know, that famous thing, you didn't build those roads, you didn't do this, that, and the other. No, I have a unique, and look, I don't resent him, Dan, getting $700 million. I don't know about you. Simply because... You didn't build that. This is capitalism. He has two skills as a pitcher and hitter, mainly as a hitter now. And the fact that he is Asian for that market, I'm sorry. Teachers have to do better. They have to ask for merit pay. Dan, I once gave a speech and say maybe live to see the day of the, based on merit pay, I said, $100,000 teacher. This was like 20 years ago. These people started booing me. There were school board members there. (laughs) No, I mean that. I want to see teachers paid based upon merit. Is there a teacher out there? Judge that? Do what? How would you judge the marriage? Just based on their kids, you know, progress? Uh, I, I'll come up with, give me a half hour. I'll come up with 100 parameters you could use to make that since we're going to pay that kind of money. Is there a teacher in this area right now worth, you know, 125000 I'd say yes. Sure, yeah. Are there others that uh, I wouldn't let walk the dog? Yes. They're both there. Merit would separate them out. So that, that's what it ought to be. You can't complain if you don't go for merit to make more. But how can we defend a society that's willing to pay this guy $700 million? He's worth it. Why? People want it. You know, that's why sports tickets. You can imagine Dodgers tickets, Dan. I haven't seen the ticket scale, but even they. Like, how many guys do they have making over $200 million long-term deals now? Probably four or five, I think. They have Betts. They have Freeman. You know, they have a gaggle of others. And then bring this guy in at $700 million. Would people want him to come to the Phillies? Oh, yeah. I, I think they'd stand a reasonable chance of winning the World Series if they had Otani. Any team that gets him, well, not a few teams, but uh, of the better teams, yeah. 855-839-1210. Just one more thing um, on this uh, whole tax thing. The Inquirer even writes this uh, op-ed today. Local suburban Democrats may have won on social issues, but they're governing with tax sites. It talks about campaigns in Delaware County and Montgomery County. They won because of abortion and related things. What did both the commissioners in Delaware County and Montgomery County do like a few days after the election? 5% tax sites. Every time you vote for a Democrat, don't you get it? Are people, oh, I'm okay with that as long as I can get an abortion. So let me set the market. Ability to get an abortion, which they have nothing to do with, by the way, pretty much, or anything that I can see, versus having to pay more in taxes. How much more would you pay? Is that going to be a baseball player, Dan, or football player we're going to hear him say, yeah, I wanted to go to California because uh, my wife or girlfriend can get an abortion there. Oh my God. All right, let's go to uh, Jerry in Port Richmond. Jerry, you're on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Jerry. Hey, uh, by the way, shame on the GOP for not painting the Dems as the party of Kermit Gosnell, the true abortion extremist. And they're getting trounced because they failed to point out that there's extremes on both sides. So I always thought the Dems were the party of Kermit Gosnell, and I haven't seen anything that disabused me. Anyway. With regards to somebody making a boatload of money, how should we view it? 
I, I think the the 10th commandment, it might be the last commandment, but, but thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's goods is still a commandment. And unfortunately, I mean, these days you don't hear very much of the 10 commandments preached from pulpits or, or very many other places. But I think people who go through life resentful that someone has a lot more than them, uh, you know, they're, they're kind of missing that there's actually a moral Judeo-Christian moral principle uh, called the 10th commandment that, that uh, basically condemns envy and we shouldn't hate people who have more than us. Thank you, Jerry. Yeah, well, there's that. And I just look at it this way, too, that uh, strategically, this is exactly what they want on the other side. They want people to believe that the rich out there are getting away with it and we got to nail them for more taxes. So this guy is going to pay about $36.4 million in fees and taxes a year out of $70 million. Well, that's not enough. I saw an article, uh, another Babylon Bee, Dan, that said Otani, homeless after California now raises the millionaire's tax to 100%. Yeah, why not just tax him? He can keep a million dollars a year. What would that do? How would that be helpful? So do you, you can tell us if you have resentment on this, you're in a uh, profession that you think uh, should be paid more. But they're not. Well, why is it that profession's not paid more? With teachers, they don't want to do merit pay. That's one reason. All right, 855-839-1210. You get in. Don't forget the side question today. Hit us with a moment in history. It doesn't have to be hugely historic. You want to have a front row seat for any good ones on Twitter, Dan? Uh, just before we go there, I was looking for this while I was so silent. Yeah. Jordan Poyer, a, a safety that is with the Bills uh, when he was a free agent. Uh, yeah. Had, like, right what you're talking about. You know, a lot of people ask me, oh, if it wasn't wasn't Buffalo, you know, where would you go? You know, I kind of ponder the question every once in a while. would love to go to a state that doesn't take half of my money. Um, that has nothing to do with the city or the, the fit, nothing to do with any of that. I would love to go to a place where they don't take half of my money. It's just crazy. You know, it's crazy to me that how taxes work. Um, and, you know, some people will say, oh, you know, you're already making X amount of money. Where do taxes even, you know, taxes play a big part in, you know, all of our lives, um, especially, you know, at the level that, that we play at. You know, you, you look at some of your checks and, you know, some places you go take half of your check away and you're wondering, you know, where is that money even going? What are they doing with, with that money? So if it wasn't Buffalo. All right. The bottom line is it's your money. It's not other people's money. No one has a right to criticize you because you're a big success and he's making $70 million a year. And they certainly don't have a right to tax you because, well, you're making too much. All right. Coming up, Scott Presler, shouted out by President Trump. He's next here on the Dom Show. Dom Giordano Show. Scott Presler is our Person of the Year. And more importantly, I don't know if he was at that event, the Young Republican Big Soiree with President Trump on uh, Saturday night. But I did see on his Twitter when he got that shout-out, shout out, and I had to go back and spend a lot of man hours there finding it, Dan. It was a really good moment. Thank you, Raheem. Great job. Scott Presler, fantastic. Thank you, Scott. Let's go to Scott here on Talk Radio 1210. Hello, Scott. Were you there on Saturday night? Hey, Dom. Glad to be back. You know, I wasn't there, 
but at 11 o'clock at night, my phone starts blowing up. Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> texting me, Scott, the president of the United States just gave you a shout out. So that was pretty gosh darn cool. Oh, absolutely. And was it in context? Because we looked for all this was in general or the context. Does he know exactly what you've been doing? Well, you know, it was a star studded audience that night. As you heard, he gave a shout out to Cash Patel, Raheem Kassan. You had Jack Posobiec. You know, so here I am among all of my colleagues that I admire And clearly, the president, you know, wants to give a little bit of accolades for the work that we've been putting in over the last few years. You know why I'm implying that? Because it's time to uh, get him to, you know, the preach the new gospel of the mail-in ballot. You know, a few fun stories. You you could pivot on this and talk about, (laughs) hey, it's, it's about winning. That's what the Trump brand is. Well, it, it gave me validation You know, because I even have some people on the right who, granted, I understand people's hesitancy with mail-in voting. I get it. But it was validation to have the president with my having launched early vote action, an organization that is entirely dedicated to getting people to vote early, to vote by mail, to do an all-of-the-above approach to voting. So, yeah, I mean, maybe we'll get to the point where a little bit of elaboration will come. But in the meantime, if the president says I'm fantastic, heck, I'll take it. Yeah, there you go. No, that is validation. That's exactly how I took it and what you're doing in the whole movement. He knows exactly what you're doing. Tell people so we don't forget to, Scott, where to get the app. Thank you. Well, my organization is Early Vote Action, Early Vote Action, and you can download my application both on iPhone and Android. It's the same exact name. And it's really powerful because, you know, with the GOP, the party, usually you have to have a login. You have to have a password. You have to have people like kind of hand holding you through the process. With my app, When you download it, all you have to do is put in your phone number and you have access. You have access to every registered Republican within your current vicinity. So if you're currently in Philly and you go over to Bucks County, boom, you have the data there. You go over to State College, Allegheny County, Erie, you have the data based on your current location, which is so powerful, especially if we're doing things like getting signatures for the upcoming election or organizing at the precinct level to make sure that we have volunteers to do things like become an election day worker and to do voter registration. So this app, Early Vote Action, again, is on Android and iPhone and really will help empower you, the person listening right now, to help organize your community and make sure that we defeat Joe Biden next year. Scott, I don't want to draw you into it because I admire you're not critical of these others. Your actions are critical of their inaction, like the Republicans here in Pennsylvania. But are there places, now Citizens Alliance is doing this. Uh, they don't have the infrastructure that you do and the, I don't know about the, the charisma, because it's obvious that people have a lot of fun when they come to this. It's not just this, <laughs> let's go knock on doors. It's a whole production. I wish I was able to film it over in Kensington. But are there states now where Republicans are moving? Is there any model that's out there that you're happy? I mean, I think Virginia uh, did decently on this with another go round. You make the point all the time. They came pretty close, very close. And just a little bit more, they would have pulled out the election this last time around. 
Yeah, I want to make it clear. What happened in Virginia this election in November 2023 wasn't a gigantic loss within one seat of winning both the House and the State Senate in Virginia. And not only that, but we won in Biden plus nine districts. So to anyone that says that Governor Youngkin did not succeed or that early voting did not make a difference, that is just entirely disingenuous and doesn't tell the whole story. Now, I wish more state parties would act like Florida. Florida, granted, you had a popular governor. You had Governor DeSantis. You had 2022. You had 500,000 people move to the state since 2018, the last gubernatorial election. But the fact of the matter is, for the first time in history, Republicans in Florida won early voting Alien voting. That has never happened. That is unheard of. And in fact, we won in blue counties, turning at Tampa, Hillsborough County, and Miami-Dade, and West Palm Beach. But the, the fact of the matter is my argument is when people see good early voting numbers, you know what it's going to do? People are going to see that on the news. They're going to see that on social media, and they're going to go, wait a second, we're winning in Bucks County? We're winning in Center County. We're winning Mm -hmm. in Erie. Maybe I should go vote and go to the polls and cast my vote because I do matter. And that's part of our strategy. Without a doubt. Your other part, too, I've said several times here, David O. got 25 percent of the vote in Philadelphia. If you can do that in this heavily, if we come anywhere near that with President Trump or I'll say whoever the nominee is, you're going to win Pennsylvania. Well, I've I've really been diving into the numbers. Even 25%, Dom, is generous. I want your listeners to hear me very clearly. We win 40% of Allegheny County. We win 20% of Philadelphia. It is game over, especially with us seeing that Bucks County is trending to the right. Center College is trending to the right. Erie County is trending to the right. There's a reason why I keep talking about those counties over and over because we're seeing voter registration trends that show Republicans are picking up steam and momentum. And in the county executive race that we just had this November, we won 49% of the vote. And David O won 25% of the vote. So to wrap a big bow on what I'm trying to say to you is we have already shown in this last that we can achieve it. It's going to take all of us coming together for the next 365 days to make sure that we win Pennsylvania and therefore we win the presidency. When are you moving to Pennsylvania? And if so, uh, what are you looking at? Where are you looking to move? You said that they're in Kensington. That would be a big plus because it indicates you're the sharpest guy on top of this. I mean, I'm not doing it day to day. Logically to me, though, I don't see a scenario. If you win Pennsylvania, that's indicative of what will happen in the election. You're going to win the presidency. Well, I I know I'm going to create some enemies right now. Look, I'm in the Philly market. I get it. When I'm with you guys, I have to say Wawa is better than Sheets. I get it. I understand (laughs) it. But (laughs) because otherwise people will hurt me. (laughs) But I, I really do love Western Pennsylvania. There's something I, I really have taken a shine to with Pittsburgh. So I'm, I'm looking at Butler, Armstrong, Indiana, okay. Clarion, you know, just part 
just really um, speaks to me. Not not that eastern Pennsylvania doesn't, <laughs> but there's something about the cold, crisp weather out here on the west that we don't get on the east. All right, but you'll that you'll be close to Philadelphia, though. You'll be uh, back and forth here, so we have that. Absolutely, once a month. Well, and in fact, we have a gun show coming up this weekend, Dom. Yes. The Philly Expo Center has a gun show. I will be there. We will be registering. Oh, wait a voters. minute. Now, wait a minute. That's news. In the past, you couldn't be there. It was just going to be some of your people. Now you're going to be there? I, I am announcing here on the Don Giordano show that I will be there in person this weekend. And, you know, this is a, a giant event. It's something like 1,500 vendors. And this is a real opportunity to show our strength. The whole goal is get people registered, get people to change their party affiliation because we're a closed primary state, and get people to sign up for mail-in ballots. This is a three-pronged approach. But, yes, I am looking for more volunteers. This is December 15th. 16th and 17th, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, for the entire weekend. So, you know, our goal is to reach dozens, if not hundreds, of new voters. And if anybody would like to volunteer, please reach out to me at Scott Pressler on X, formerly known as Twitter. Very good. Do you know what time you'll be there? Is that a little bit up in the air? Uh, Each day varies, you know, uh, from when you can set up, from when the vendors are having their shows. But I'm happy to connect with people. And as I get more of that information solidified, Dom, I'll send it to you slash your producer. Perfect. And Presler only has one S. I tell people that Correct. all the time. Yes. One S. one S. Hey, Scott, congratulations on all this stuff. Well-deserved. Good to have you at the gun show this coming weekend. Oh, I can't wait. And, yes, thank you again, President Trump, for the shout-out. And, Dom, thank you again for always having me on your show. You are welcome. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> Take care. All right, Scott Presler there, 855-820% needed in Philadelphia, and it's a sure win based upon the math. So you see why Philadelphia's important? Dan, how's it going now? Which one do you think the Borowski charm after I blow them up and then you have to come in and clear out the ruin? The state level, based upon your conversations, or Vince Fennerty and the Republicans over in uh, Philadelphia? I think it's uh, the ones over in Philadelphia. Yeah, I have a better shot. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, I think it's got to be because, but no, I like at least I heard back from the guys over in PA, yeah. right? I don't understand this, though. You know, if you want to win, and Trump gets this, the infrastructure of this, at the national level, you got to get you, Ro- Scott. You got to get Ronald McDaniel out of it. You're just kidding yourself. How in the world? And here in Philadelphia... I put Sam Morapisa in charge of the Republican Party. What do you mean? You can't just do that. The stake of the country is riding here through Philadelphia. What these guys are going to do, they're incompetent to start with. And then they're going to sit on their hands in competency. That's hard to match. And there are still, uh, what's the number, Dan? I know it's 7 to 1 in Philadelphia. There's still like 125,000 on paper, or 150 Republicans. They all are uh, putting on the skirts and shaving the legs for Nikki Haley? I don't think so. 20%. You just heard Scott Presler. The guy is right on top of this. All right. Trump's got to pivot. Mail-in balloting. Do it. They're running a strange program, y'all. It's Dan time. I can handle things. I'm smart. Not like everybody said. Lift on. That's right. It's that time in the afternoon when producer Dan takes over the Dom Giordano program for some Dan time with Dom. I, 
I just want to honor uh, still the northeast portion of the city, Mayfair. I, I love the community up in Mayfair. And uh, we, we recently heard on the Dom show, uh, Toys for Tots is really struggling this year. It's yep. uh, a lot that has to do with inflation. I mean, we were, we were reading back some comments on the 6ABC story that a lot of people were just saying they'd love to donate, but because of the prices of gifts, they're, right. having, they're struggling to get trees under their own, or gifts under their own tree uh, this year. Uh, but Dom... Uh, Mayfair businesses, uh, gallows involved, they, they all kind of grouping together to try to get some more toys for these kids. So Sunday, December 17th at Gallows Burger Bar, 8101 East Roosevelt Boulevard from 1 p.m. until 6 p.m. They're going to try to fill an Eagles bus. They want to fill an entire bird's bus with some gifts for the kids. Toys for Tots, again, that's at Gallows Burger Bar, Sunday, December 17th, 8101 East Roosevelt Boulevard from 1 p.m. until 6 p.m. So please bring out some toys for the kids out there. It'd be really appreciated. And uh, while you're there, stop into Gallows, not the Burger Bar, the other restaurant, and get the salad there. Roe recommends oh, it. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, we, you actually brought us out yeah, there. That's it was such right. a nice, uh, nice oh, yeah. time. We yeah, went to some Mayfair event that you yeah. spoke at, and uh, afterwards we hit up Gallows and... It was delicious. I loved it. Hey, so uh, this weekend, Dom, you said that you uh, kind of hunkered down because of the weather and watched some movies. Anything that you recommend for the listeners? Uh, it was stuff Ro wanted to see. Yeah. <laughs> Taken 2 and this, uh, what the heck is it title? It doesn't deliver in the end. I don't want to spoil the end, so I don't know that I'll give that other but film ta- But Taken 2, you recommend or no? Yes, yeah. Taken 2 is very good. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Why'd you guys decide to watch him? You just saw it on Netflix, and yeah, Ro wanted to decorations. Is she like a big up. Liam Neeson fan or a big no, Taken One no, fan? No, just uh, something decent on while she's putting up decorations. Oh, okay, yeah, the decorations went up this weekend. Oh god, the Real start tree? of it. This is a, a week of misery. Now the tree not up yet. So wh- when do you get the tree? Uh, when time permits, this week. Okay, so yeah. you're going this week for the tree. Yeah, exactly. Is it the same farm every year? Is there a tradition in the Giordano no, family? No, we go. There's a couple, but yeah, we do go. Is it just you and Roe this year? Is Luke coming? Is I think DJ? Luke will come. Yeah, and I'll go through the whole thing. How much you pay? So you can give me advice now. The tree guide, it helps tie it to the top of the car. You bring out the old red station wagon that's back there in the yeah. garage. No, I have uh, the other fleet. But how much you pay the guy? Uh, how much is the tree? Oh, so now it's inflation it's based upon yeah. the tree, a percentage of the tree. Uh, Trees are up there this year. I think five's a little high. I mean, he's just throwing the... Wait, wait you're not going to give the guy a fiver? Like $5 or 5%? $5. I oh, come on. you got to give him at least a 10. At least a 10? Yeah. Are you crazy? Well, he's the one doing all that shopping and hauling, right? Damn, they have a, a saw. They just... Uh, yeah, you know, but they, still. I mean, it's it's 30 seconds. It's got to be 20%. Oh, my God. Like 20% of how right? much the tree costs. Yeah. These trees could be 60 to $80 Yeah, now. so you give them a 10. Oh, my God. I put that up there. You're going to be told no. That's that's virtue signaling. And finally, yeah. Don, Dom, under the tree, well, it's not coming out for a while, but $3,500 plus, uh, Tim Cook announced yes. his new Apple's Vision Pro. It's a uh, mixed reality device, uh, another try by another billionaire to force uh, mixed reality, integrated reality upon us. Google tried it with the Google Glass, and I, I don't know. You think it's ever going to work? No. No? Not something I would be. Teleport to a yeah. different dimension and no, we're have already, a fantasy talk world? Talk radio's a different dimension. We don't need No that. virtual yeah. reality for Dom Giordano? No. No? No Oculus for you? No. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> that's, okay. all I got. that's all I got for you uh, thank today, Thank you, Dom. Dan. Glad you ended on that. All right. Big 2 o'clock hour. We do have Dom's Money Melody. Uh, coming up, I see uh, on Twitter people waking. We already had them on on this. That tomorrow, I think it's tomorrow, the House will vote on Bill 720 
which is sort of like the Patriot Act, and it involves FISA, etc. I'm suspicious of it, too. We had Fitzpatrick on. We went through his sense of the division of this. It's going to be interesting to see how the House votes. I mean, after the Patriot Act, after some of the FISA nonsense, I get why people are suspicious. Also, I want to talk about this uh, conversion therapy thing. It's popping up again before the Supreme Court. Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till 3, from Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.